Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Willing and Winning podcast, but also hello to my Instagram community. And I'm saying that because today's episode is a little different. I am doing a live recording. I mean, they're always live for me, but now for you guys, I'm going... I'm giving you guys a little peek behind my curtain. So you're here with me. I'm recording from my bed. I'm in a comfy tee, my comfy shorts, just doing the thing. Um, but today, uh, I wanted to talk and share with you guys a little bit about my story and how uh, that story and my message can inspire you to curate and create the life you want and, you know, truly becoming the CEO of your life. But before I get into that, I, you know, just wanted to check in with everybody. How are we doing? How has our week been? What have we been up to? If I'm being honest, aside from self-care, putting in the work. I have had the time, which I am so happy about, to catch up on The Bachelor and finish this week. I was so, so happy because, well, I stream it, so I always catch it the day after, but I was in the middle of the Women Tell All, and it was already wrapped when I had seen spoilers And I was like, okay, you know, I've got to be avoidant on social media because I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to get on. I'm going to see exactly who Matt chose. Uh, And I just, I really did not want to do that to myself. I had already seen too many spoilers that kind of gave some things away. But there just wasn't, I didn't dive too deep into it enough to give anything away for myself. But it was dramatic. (laughs) the entire through and through. And to a point, it I did it, it almost exactly how I thought it was going to. Um, I didn't expect there to... Oh, well, I don't want to give away any spoilers. But you know what? Actually, yes, yeah, spoiler alert. If you are listening to this podcast, we're talking about The Bachelor. So you're either going to have to skip ahead or, you know, hop back into the live and like three to five minutes. But we're talking about The Bachelor right now, so spoiler alert. I expected Matt to end up with Rachel. I saw that from the beginning. When it came down to Rachel and Michelle, I also wasn't surprised by that either because that was something that I definitely saw happening because even though Michelle was a latecomer, I could see the chemistry with them so much. There was just an automatic chemistry that was happening. And I told myself that if it's not going to be Rachel, it's going to be Michelle. And it was definitely going to boil down to the two of them. So when he sent Michelle home, I wasn't surprised because I also had expected him to choose Rachel. Now, there wasn't a proposal, spoiler alert, but they did choose to be together. However, that was, you know, before a lot of 
things had surfaced about Rachel's past, um, dealing with her lack of racial, being racially conscious. Um, you know, I'm not going to dive into all of that just because that's, that, that, that story's kind of, it, it's already out there. So, you know, if you really want to know what's been going on with that, I implore you to do your own research. Um, but based off of the, at the rose after ceremony, you know, there was no Chris Harrison, first of all. Um, also that's another issue that if you are involved in the bachelor, bachelor nation, you know, what's been going on with that. Um, so there was more cultural representation. So that was something I was very excited to see that the gaps are opening up and change is happening as it's supposed to. And with that, we we found out that Rachel and Matt did not stay together because Matt, as a person of color, couldn't allow himself to, to stay in a in that situation, knowing there was work that needed to be done and work that he had to let Rachel do on her own. So it was all very understandable. Um, it was very awkward for a lot of it too, just because they were talking about their breakup and they were talking about, you know, the situation. And then there was just a lot of silence. So it was, it was kind of awkward, but they wrapped it up in a nice way by delivering us our new bachelorettes, which Michelle is going to be our fall bachelorette. And then before that, we've got Katie, who will be on Bachelorette in Paradise. So I was excited to see that they both, both of those women are going to get another journey in Bachelor Nation and another chance to explore love there. So I'm excited to see where that's going to go. And if I'm being honest, I never saw myself as someone totally getting involved in Bachelor Nation as, you know, I used to just kind of like watch here and there, like what was going on, but I was never really deep, deep into it. But like this season, I just got totally involved, totally invested, and it was good. I will say it was good. It was dramatic. And I'm excited for what's to come. And with that... We're going we're gonna to move forward. We're going to get to the bread and butter because I'm not going to hold you up talking all about Bachelor. If, you know, you want to get more, stream it on Hulu. Catch, you know, some of my recaps in earlier episodes. But we're going to dive into today's episode. So when I'm talking about becoming the CEO of your life and curating the life that you want to live, I have, before I do that and how I've done that, I have to, you know get to where I started. Creating my life and my career path, that all essentially started the moment I graduated high school and I chose to leave my nest. Uh, that summer, I had literally begin, begun working in the back of house of a restaurant. Yes, um, I didn't get the pretty job at first. I was, you know, working the salad bar. I was doing dishes. 
it was definitely taxing on me. It was something that I never saw myself doing as a job just because of the work that it entailed. But I pushed myself through because that was money that was going to be supporting my career and my education. So I went all in and I did the work and I showed up for myself, for the job, for my team every single day until I worked myself up to serving because, you know, I saw the opportunity there that like, yes, even though I was working off of tips, there was a hustle that came with that, that was a hustle I knew I had inside me. So I went all in and I just decided that that's what I was going to be doing if I wanted to get to where I needed to be at that point in my life, if that makes sense. So I just worked my ass off, you know, for the majority of the start of my career, I was serving while going to school and taking classes, all while interning. And literally during the time that I was interning, I wasn't just casually going to like any old office close nearby that I had like access to like transport myself. I was literally hustling myself to and from. I would wake up at three in the morning. I would take my little butt all the way down to the bus station at the inner city bus station within my city. And I would pay my own money from serving to go to New York. I would, you know, get my roundway tickets. And I would do this every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for two. I did it for like an entire summer. And then the summers after that, when it became taxing on myself financially, I had to figure out a way to pivot, but we'll get to that in a bit. But for all of that time that I was serving and using my serving money to afford my apartment with my roommates, afford my tuition, as well as afford my transportation funds, I found strength within myself and confidence that I knew that it was something that I definitely wanted to do going forward in my life and pursuing my own path and making something for myself. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that unless I stuck everything out. There was a time I remember during that summer when my grandmother, when she was still alive, she had called me one day while I was in the city and she had asked me, you know, William, like, why are you putting yourself through paying all that money to travel and then still showing up like to a serving job, working double shifts and like balancing classes. And I told her, I was like, man, like this is my dream. You know, I, I gotta make it happen. I have to do everything I can and sacrifice at all costs to make my dreams happen, to become true, to truly become in control of my own life. I had to put in the work and hustle the way that I was because I had to accept and learn that sometimes the lesson and experience that you get out of a situation is the best payout. 
you know, being a CEO isn't just about the dollar amounts you're getting. It's about how you're impacting the community. You know, if you're the CEO of a company, well, how is your company that you're running impacting lives? How is it making a positive change? And in order for me to make that positive change within myself, within the lives of others, I really had to accept that the lessons that I was learning through each experience were putting tools in my arsenal that I could then carry on through the rest of my life and my career. Um, but that's not why, you know, I really took the path that I did. You know, I could have maintained being the intern, working in fashion closets, the whole really consistent, um, oh, I'm getting at a loss for words here. I could have maintained being at the smallest level that I could be at and seeing myself as not qualified to level up, but the strength that I found within myself, just putting in all that work to even get to my first internship, from there on, I knew that there was something in me that had to create it on my own, that there was, that these were just stepping stones that were going to take me to the bigger picture. But before I understood what that bigger picture looked like, I really, you know, asked myself, like, why am I really doing this? Like, why would I choose to take the risk of being my own boss and really building myself as a brand and a business owner, as opposed to taking the job safety that most people take on a linear path with the nine to five. And it was truly because I wanted to show the gratitude and thanks that I have for my family, for their support in always allowing me to follow and pursue my passions and to never set harsh expectations on me to walk a specific path that fit their ideals. You know, I wanted to maintain being a role model for my younger siblings to show them that with passion and determination, you can curate and create and build the life and career that you want. It's in your own grasp. You know, I have two younger brothers who, like me, they're both very skilled in the arts. You know, we all love to be creative. It's just... My mom, instead of having basketball players, she had artists. Um, but I want them to know that while they're learning and growing through their life as human beings, that the door to their passions is never closed. And I don't want them to ever give up on their heart's desires and not ever turning them into realities. And one of the important ones that has really been an eye-opener to me through really out the pandemic if i'm being honest just because you know there was so much time of all that exposure happening but i wanted to show my community is both black and queer that we define who we are in our own lives as well as our own careers and that we have control to make the choice to make our life the most beautiful thing possible and I want to be that light that guides people in my communities into doing that. Um, 
And like I said, you know, I did all of that, you know, everything I'm doing now was all fueled by understanding and diving deep into my why, you know, putting in the work and interning and being the assistant, you know, running around New York City with garment bags and sourcing for magazines. It's tiring and taxing, you know, I really don't like toting around a garment bag in New York City on a rainy, muggy day. I don't recommend it to anybody. It's not fun, but you're not going to get to writing articles about designer pieces or, you know, getting to being invited to events with your bosses by not, you know, taking on the task to carry that garment bag across New York City. You have to be willing to show up and put in the work, not just for yourself, but for the team and environment that you're existing in. Um, you know, I did spend a lot of my interning time inside the fashion closet organizing things, but I also spent a lot of my time doing the grunt work, essentially, you know, organizing documents, filing things away. So my career, while it sounds fun, it's not always pretty. And that's because you can't get to pretty until you put in the work to buff everything out. You know, you have a marble statue, but before you get that marble statue, it's literally a slab. You got to put in the work to create it. Um, taking the time that I did to reflect and tap into what I wanted to do, I will say, well, I want to say to myself, thank you for choosing to take the time that was allotted to me in the pandemic, you know, because that was one of the benefits that the pandemic gave us. We had a lot of time to really slow down, pause, reflect, and then re reconfigure and pivot what we wanted to do with ourselves and how we wanted to move forward. The time that I took to reflect and tap into what I wanted to do, you know, reflecting on my time interning and my time serving and my time as a student, it allowed me to then continue understanding why I was doing everything I was doing. You know, my, the people that I find aspirational, they're not where they are because they just woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to be editor in chief. Oh, I'm creator of X, Y, and Z. Well, sure they did, but there was work that had to go into it before they could claim that title. So understanding that I had to put in the work and the action, you know, consistency really is the key. You have to make the choice to show up every day. I really could have chose to slept to sleep in this morning until 10, 11 o'clock. But once I felt my body, you know, getting up at 6.30, I wasn't allowing myself to come back to my bed. I chose to divorce my bed, to pour into myself, to, you know, get the worm. You know, early bird gets the worm, and that's what I chose to do. It's March Madness, and I'm all in with that momentum. Um... And one more thing before I head off, you know, talking about how I set out to create this life 
of success for myself, you know, you have to remember you want to create balance and boundaries. Part of my career does involve me showing up for my community on social media. And not only am I giving that energy out over the digital ether, but I still have to give energy out to the family members that I talk to every day, my loved ones, my friends, that, you know, they want to know what's going on in my life. And I'm not just going to totally cut them out because that's love and light that I like to have in my life. So I have to understand balance and boundaries and all of that. And in order for me to prevent that burnout, you know, it's creating that time for balance with work and being social for my self-care. Setting boundaries in each of those areas allows me to never be out of control. It's all about reminding myself that at the end of the day, I have the strength, the control, the resources, the knowledge, all of that is within me to build the life that I'm living and to build the life that I want to elevate to. And that's already within you. Everything that, you know, you're wanting, you're hoping for, you know, you want this to change, you want to move to this city, the resource for you to do that, to become the CEO of your life, that is already within you. You know, take that time to reflect and really understand your why and where you want to go and what you want your mission to be. And then really dive in by putting in that consistent work, put in the action. It's okay if for, you know, the first few months you might be doing a lot of grunt work and research and brainstorming, but you're not going to get what you want unless you do that. Also, very sorry, you know, I live in a city, there's loud cars, I don't know what's happening outside. So if anybody hears that, I am totally, totally sorry. But, you know, don't shy away from the work and don't shy away from who, oh my gosh. It must be a whole motorcycle. I don't know, what are they called? Motorcycle shows, is that what it is? I don't know what's happening out there. Um, but don't be afraid to show up and put in the work. You have to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to understand and accept and embrace the fear because that fear becomes your message, you know? There is always something holding you back from living authentically and it's fear. So embrace it because it's, you are in control of that and really create that balance and those boundaries in your life and dive in a hundred percent with putting in your best efforts every single day. You know, sometimes we have to remember that doing our best is all that we can do because that's all that we have control of. But as long as you're showing up and putting in the work and doing your best, you're already, you're already living the life of a CEO. You are the CEO of your own life. You're doing it. So with that, I just want to remind you guys that you've got it. It's already within you. You are truly fueled by your 
your own heart and your own passions. So tap into those. Don't be afraid of them and live your most authentic life. And with that, I'm going to head off. But, you know, I want to share with my Instagram community for anybody who missed parts of this episode, you can catch the link later in my bio for Spotify. You can also catch the podcast on Spotify, the Anchor app, or on Google Podcast. You can stay caught up with all podcast happenings at Will to Win Podcast on Instagram. And you can stay caught up with me here at Issa Will Hill. So with that, I'm going to go and we will be back next week. Later.